Welcome to the Cabin Cast, your getaway primer. Hi, Eric. Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. What a gorgeous day outside we have today. Yep. My little guy, Magnus, keeps running outside in his bare feet and yelling, is it autumn yet? Because <laughs> he's trying, he really wants to jump in a pile of leaves. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Did, are you like, it'll be a little bit. Yeah, soon. It's, they're soon. starting to turn. Yeah. He's going to end up stepping all over acorns instead. Yeah. Yeah. That, they've been cleaning those up, too. <laughs> yeah. My kids used to love getting them and making little people out of them. Yeah. Oh, they look like they have a hat and then they draw a face oh, on sure. the bottom part yep. and then they collect them as their little like characters. That's a cheaper way than the little toys you get everywhere. <laughs> little plastic toys. Right here. Here you go, kids. Here's your playground. Go find your acorns and, you know, they could build a little log cabin out of sticks. Yes. For their acorns to live in. Yeah. Build a whole village. Right. Oh my gosh. That sounds so fun. Yeah. I want to come over and hang out with your little kids for a while sometime. <laughs> now that mine are so big, they're not doing that stuff anymore. Um, my wife called me yesterday and was super excited because they just hit a thousand hours outside oh, yeah. for the year already. Um, so oh, she just tracks awesome. when only when she spends time with them outside, takes them outside to do things. So she tracks the time when she's with them and they hit a thousand hours outside, which is wow. pretty cool. And she just started that in January for uh, like, yeah, she keeps track of it from day. I think she's been doing it for a couple of years, but this is probably the fastest that she's hit the thousand hours outside. That is so great. I'd love to know if any of our other listeners do that or get inspired by that because I definitely am. I almost want to track that for myself too. Yeah. That's awesome. That's something that my watch needs. Yeah. <laughs> what? How does she track it? I think just uh, just writes down general times like, hey, we spent an hour and a half, two hours out playing yeah. on the water and hanging out in the woods, going on hikes, all that stuff. That is so awesome. She deserves a patch. Yeah, for sure. On her jacket. That for Right? Sure. Wouldn't yeah. that be awesome? Have a little patch that everybody wore outside. That's so inspiring. Well, I have, you know, that makes me think about I hear things that I think, oh, I would have loved to do that with my kids. But then I have to remember, hey, my life's not done now that they're bigger. I can for I sure. can do it for myself or encourage them to do it. Or someday I'll have grandkids. And it, I have a quote. I thought it'd be fun to share some quotes to kind of start off our episodes. And this one kind of fits right in with that. So this is by Sarah Francis Brown. 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the ones you did do. Yeah, and that's a short quote, but it has so much depth to it because right. it's about taking risk, deciding paths, and not being complacent in life. Mm-hmm. I think that's so true. Where were you 20 years ago? Oh, geez, 20 years ago, I would have been... Learning to walk? No, no, no 19. <laughs> so I was probably just... Um, let's see, this time I would have been starting my freshman year of college. Wow. I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. So do you ever think, like, if you could go back to your freshman year of college and see where you are now, would you be, like, in awe of where you are now? I don't think I'd be in awe. I probably wouldn't even be terribly surprised. Just You think you've th- gone your path, you thought? Not that I planned it. That's that's for sure. Uh, the I don't think I planned on working with my folks because at the time they just had a single furniture store. I didn't have any p- plans to join the family business. But then we... I actually went to work for a roofing company doing roofing sales right out of college. So then they were delivering up to the Northwoods and I at the time was dating my wife and 
she her whole family was from up here, so it was kind of a natural fit for us to move up here. So I, it wouldn't surprise me, but I think I'd be definitely happy. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just think 20 years is such a long span of time for things to happen. Right. I'm like, hey, I'm still alive. Things are good. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's an interesting thought. Isn't it? Yeah. I think there's so many things I don't have. I really don't have any regrets that come to mind when I think about things. And, and the only things I could think, oh, I wish I would have done that or tried that. I would need more lives. Right. <laughs> to do yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. They talk about opportunity cost a lot. And I think about that all the time because every decision you make or everything you choose to do, you're it's at the expense of all the other opportunities and things you can. But at some point you have to let that go and just be happy with your decisions. Right. And I, but it's very tough also in life to identify those fork points, like the major forks. Okay. I chose to do this instead of this, like, you know, who you marry is an important one, what you decide to do for a living. Right. A lot of other, a lot of other things where you live, I guess, is a big one, a huge one too. But a lot of other things are just kind of out of your control. I read a lot about stoicism. Yep. And you have to make peace with the things you can't control. And that has helped me a ton. And even with just general life anxiety, because if it's, if it's out of my control and you do the best you can do, what else can you do? Quit worrying about it, Mm -hmm. especially nowadays when there's so much media and, negativity out there in the world. Not that there's more, I don't think there's more negative things happening than there used to. I think the world's always been a really tough place. I just think it's so in your face. And every time you turn on your phone and it's, it gets uh, just put out there. Right. You're, you're hearing everyone else's sorrows more than you would otherwise. Right. And there's so many amazing things uh, to keep track of. So I guess that quote is when you look back at life, you will regret the things you didn't do. I think that's true. But how to not, regret them and know that's just how life goes. And I think it's harder for those of us that are creative and adventurous and have lots of hobbies. We were talking about that yesterday at work, you know, when you love so many things, especially in a lot of the places that the cabin people live, you know, we love all the things that you can do outside and there's not time to do all of it. So. Right. And it, I think as you get older, you feel like your choices and like these big spanning choices that you can make dude it feels like it narrows a little bit on what what you have time left to do but you're not going to play f- football anymore <laughs> I, I guess i gotta check <laughs> off professional football for my career now. i don't know i somebody i think my mom just told me that somebody just signed though that's in their 40s or not signed uh, college. college yeah, yeah. 49 so see yeah oh i even have a year left yeah our kicker <laughs> our kicker i played um, semi-professional football in Australia, American football in Australia when I was in college and studying abroad. And our kicker was, I think, 59 at the time. Yeah. So it, that was fun. So maybe some things haven't narrowed as much as we right, thought. Right, right. Well, and, and I just heard a quote on a podcast that Nick Saban, who's the most, like, I think, winningest college football coach right known as one of the best ones, he didn't really hit his stride until he turned 50. So it, it, uh, it's just interesting, like looking back on things and regretting them. A, you'd have to identify what that deep regret is, and B, you'd really have to look at what choices you made after that, and did they affect you in a positive or a negative way? Hey, it's Kristen. I'm here to tell you about White Arrow's Home. White Arrow's Home is a lifestyle brand that shares a warm and cozy mix of design ideas, inspirational style, and personal journeys from the backdrop of the Wisconsin Northwoods and my lakeside log cabin home. 
I love sharing daily inspiration for you on my blog, through social media, and in my shop. At White Arrows Home, you can shop in person in the store, but also online from anywhere. You'll find a mix of antique, vintage, and new furniture, accessories, and gifts carefully curated to fit our brand of classy cabin and cottage decor, campy style, and always a heavy sprinkling of plaids. New products come in the shop daily with decor that will let you bring Northwoods living into your own home and style spaces that are inviting, beautiful, and make family and friends want to linger longer. Yeah, and you know what? I was going to share something with you later in the episode, but it's kind of fitting in right now. So I'm going to pull this up. One of the things that we love is when our followers send us Instagram posts, Facebook posts, articles they've read, stories from their own lives and share those with us. It's such a great way to feel like we truly are all connected and having a conversation. Uh, And so the Broken Boat Travel Sisters, we interviewed them several episodes ago on episode 29. Broken Bow is a place to go. It was a really great conversation. They're down in Oklahoma and they sent us this article that they read. It's from the Wall Street Journal. It's their Instagram post, but we'll give you the link to the full article um, and the Instagram post. Where are Americans living the longest? So where would you think when you first heard that? I would think that people are living the longest in the, to me, it would just be like in the country and like a more relaxed, you know, peaceful kind of setting. Yes, I totally agree. And I would think somewhere where people are really active. Yes. And embracing life. Yep. So this is what the Instagram post said. And this resonated with a lot of people. 20,000, over 20,000 people liked this post. Where would you live to have the longest life expectancy? New data, or as our other data, uh, data <laughs> suggests heading out west is a good bet. So you were just out west. Yeah. Maybe you should have stayed. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> Hawaii has the highest life expectancy of any U.S. state, according to new federal figures released by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The combined average life expectancy for men and women in the state was 80.7 years old. Wow. The only U.S. state with an average expectancy rate above 80 years. Washington state has the second highest life expectancy at 79.2 years. California was also high on the list at 79 years. Other states with the highest life expectancies included Minnesota, Massachusetts, and New Hampshire. Several southern states had the lowest life expectancy rates, Mississippi came in at the bottom of the list, and it shares more that are lower down. Life expectancy rates in the U.S. fell sharply in 2020 as the COVID-19 pandemic took hold. Americans' life expectancy fell to 77 years in 2020, down 1.8 years from from 2019, and the biggest decline since at least World War II. But Hawaii. Yeah, I get it. If you live in Hawaii, just outside. Right. You know, eating eating well. That's you what feel comes like, to mind too, like more fresh. Yeah, fresh foods. foods, and just how the difference in how you feel about eating in the summer compared to winter. Yeah, we're kind of hibernating. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and in the South too. I mean, the South is has rough summers, so they're outside probably less in the summertime. Right, where it's super hot, super muggy. Where if you're in a more temperate area like Hawaii, California, Washington. 
I think that you would spend more time outside and yeah. being active. I mean, we, we talk about the how tough the winters can be up here if you don't just completely embrace them. Right. And I think that I would have a harder time living up here if I didn't just say, you know what, I'm going to flipping the script and saying, no, winter's amazing. We're going to get outside and snowshoe and ice fish and snowmobile and go for winter hikes and all those things. I think that is a way to embrace that mentality that they have out West of being outside all year round up here. Yep. And it it is a good thing to look and see what are those places doing and what can little switches can I, can I make? And some of it is mental Yeah, embracing where you're at, the eating, the fresher food, getting out and being more active, having more luau's. I think luau's are, Yes. That's probably why. Right. Is this, they're just so much fun. People want to live longer, too. And I want to see you in a Hawaiian shirt most days. Yeah. <laughs> that might help, yeah, too. Yeah, I could wear a Hawaiian shirt most days. Yep. Yeah, all good. Well, that's yeah. that's awesome. What a good ep- episode. I know. Thank you. I'm so glad they to sent the that to Bow us. Travel Sisters for sharing. Yep. So you guys keep sending things that you think are interesting for us to share and spark some conversation. And like I said, I, I do want it to feel like a conversation with our listeners that when... Eric and I ask each other questions. Everybody out there can be thinking about it themselves too. And then send us your responses to what you thought about during the episode. Another thing that a follower sent, this is a friend I've made on Instagram because we both live in lake houses. And so even though she is further down by Kansas city and I'm up here, we have so much in common because we both live in a lake house. And she just wrote a children's book. Oh, awesome. It's called Lucy the Lake Dog. So it's named after her dog. Lucy is a curious chocolate Labrador retriever who lives at a house on the lake with her family. She loves everything about the lake, including swimming with the fish, chasing blue herons, watching sailboats race by, and watching the clouds make funny shapes. If she had her way, she would run around free at her leisure Every day, but her family has asked her to stay close to them. As she impatiently waits for her family to take her down to the lake, she dreams of all the things she would do if she had complete freedom without them, but eventually learns that her family knows best about her well-being and doing what they tell her to do makes her happiest in the end. So the pictures in this book are really cute. It's illustrated by Jacqueline Kerr and written by um, my friend Mary Costello. And Mary has a blog, she has Instagram and Facebook, and she's Seasons on the Lake, so people can follow her. We'll give links as well in the show notes. But Lucy also has an Instagram that people can follow, and it's Lucy.TheLakeDog. So we'll put a link so people can start following Lucy. They can follow Marie and get a copy of the book. It's so sweet. We'll post a picture in our feed, too of it. I was going to read a little bit, but I don't want to give the sweet story away. Everybody needs to grab their own copy if they can. So a great gift idea too. Books are such a great gift idea. Yes. So I wanted to make sure to share that fun thing. Yeah. You can never have too many books at the cabin, especially when they're match the theme. That's a great one to set. If you have guests that come with little kids, that's would be a perfect book to keep on the nightstand by the bunk beds. Well, and even Lucy the author and Lucy signed the book for me. So Lucy's pot, real paw print oh, is in awesome. the book. I've never seen that before. That's so, super cool. Um, it's really cute. And then she inscribed it, my sister of the lake, lakeside wishes and dragonfly kisses. So really yeah. special when something's signed or inscribed when it's a gift. Very cool. 
The Cabin Cast is brought to you by Roughing It in Style. On The Cabin Cast, we talk a lot about making memories. But what makes a home or getaway more likely to create those cherished times? The Interiors team at Roughing It in Style is here to help you find that perfect memory-making balance in your home. The balance between gathering and privacy, form and function, relaxation and entertaining. We have two showrooms stocked with furniture, decor, and lighting. Our up north store is in Harshaw, Wisconsin, 10 miles south of Minocqua, and our out west store sits on the doorstep of the Rockies in Fort Collins, Colorado. Find out more and plan your visit today at roughingitinstyle.com. We were speaking a little bit about being out west, and this is a news article, and we do cabins in the news quite a bit here. And this one just talks about the different effects that fires have. And of course, when you look at these big forest fires, you think about the natural devastation that they have in the woods and also the regrowth process. Right. And we, we talked, you know, in our Smokey the bear episode yeah, with uh, someone who goes out and looks at all the fires and it's devastating. You got to protect things, but also, how that kind of can renew the forest over time. But this article is called, it's from the sun Gazette remnants of historic cabins removed from national park. And the 2020 castle fire that came through park employees finally cleaned up the mess left by the 2020 castle fire. When they removed remnants of a historic cabin, which burned to the ground Metal material lined the ground where the gray meadow guard station once stood, nestled away in the golden trout wilderness. The 106-year-old cabin was burned to the ground in a wildfire two years ago. On September 7th, the U.S. Department of Agriculture Forest Service reported that these remnants were finally removed with the help of West Divide Ranger District personnel, a student trail crew, and an experienced packer. This act will help the land return to natural conditions. We appreciate the support of our partners providing in this cleanup. The help of the SCA crew and the pack string was critical to his success. Gray Metal Guard Station was burned in the devastating castle fire that not only ravaged age-old cabins, but engulfed 10 to 14% of all sequoia trees in the Sierra Nevada range, according to the National Park Service. This translates to 10,000 trees decimated. The Castle Fire was the result of lightning blitz in August of that year, and the gray metal guard station was not surrounded by many trees, which suggests that an ember from the wildfire ignited the cabin. Gray metal guard station was built in 1916 for just $90. Its sides were constructed from sugar pines with paneling split by hand with a fro and mallet. Mountain Home Cabin was also destroyed in the same fire and was built in the 1930s for firemen. The redwood framed cabin maintained its original kitchen cabinets and wood floors and was used by many passerby, especially those gathering cattle in the high mountains. Now the two cabins are reduced to ash. So it's kind of a sad story, but you, I also think it's really thoughtful for them to say, okay, we lost these cabins and they're just kind of a pile of rubble, but we're actually going to take the time and money and energy. And there sounds like some great volunteers, and say like, okay, we had this great cabin. It was really cool, tucked away way back in the woods. But just because it burned down doesn't mean we have to just leave it there as an eyesore. They actually go and clean up, you know, the the metal and the debris, and just revert nature back to where it was before. If it's not going to have a great cabin, we at least clean things up after ourselves. Right. Yeah. I know it's. 
I just uh, met somebody the other day that moved here this past year. They lived on the Idaho-Montana border, and they moved further east to the Midwest because of all the smoke. Yeah. It was really bothering them. And, you know, we tend to be living here, and we hear about the fires, and it it's just heartbreaking. But when you really put yourself in that situation and think about having to— have it affect your your own home and land that you enjoy all the time, historic places. It's just yeah, air quality. Yeah. Yeah. I got an air alert when I was in Colorado visiting the store just because of all the smoke and haze from the wildfires out wow. west had drifted all the way to Colorado and yeah. got in the mix. So something that people have to deal with. Right. It's not sure. just in that one spot. It affects way further too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's a, I'd love to hear people's stories that have had to, you know, either rebuild or what they've done to help protect where they they are when there's some fires happening. Yeah, absolutely. And that episode where we interviewed Smokey Bear's agent was episode three. So that takes us way back. Yeah, yeah way back to the beginning. Yeah, our third episode. And that was a great one to listen to because you brought up to like the difference between forest fires and wildfires. So when it's devastating to an area or when it's used to help the forest stay healthy. So that's a great thing to think about, too. Another thing one of our followers sent us was, people know we love music and sharing yeah. music. And our follower, Andrea Anderson, sent us a band that I think we might spend the rest of the day like in their Instagram feed yeah. and listening to them. They are amazing. The Top House Band. Yeah. So Top House, which I had never heard of, which is surprising after listening to how great their stuff is and seeing their vibe. Some of these bands don't put the best bios out. Top House really expresses themselves well in, in the way, but while also leaving things up in the air and being like, you need to listen to figure out what it is. So this is their bio. Folk, bluegrass, rock, Irish, pop. A lot of people ask us what genre we are. The truth is we don't know. <laughs> Check out some of our music and let us know what you think. They're Nashville-based musicians, fast-paced, high-energy foot stompers, ballads that'll make you cry. It's kind of like a rock and roll band married an old-fashioned bluegrass band. They're from Montana, and this is the best. Uh, Kristen found this on their Instagram page. We make music for people that love the smell of pine trees and have a favorite waterfall, have too many stickers on their water bottles, uneven foot tans, and bring cast iron skillets on camping trips. Does that sound like anybody else out there? Yeah, it sounds like, <laughs> hey, they're describing the Cabin Cast listeners to a T. Right. So this song, and I think you guys will all love it, is called Drive Back Home, which again kind of fits in with our road trip theme and heading back from the cabin. Um, so this is Drive Back Home. It's the newest single from Top House. Cities, streets, and winding mountain roads. 
Music to tell the story too, like when it stopped. Yeah, and like take that picture and keep it in your mind. It's, I mean, not only the instruments they're using is is fun, but then the way they're sharing the music too. Yeah, so keep sending us music recommendations. We love it, and we'll definitely add this one to our list. We have a, a cabin cast list on Spotify that we've kind of revamped and and kept up with. So check that out, and yeah, keep it coming. Yeah, I love that that Spotify playlist because there's ones on there for the pontoon, the campfire, the road trip. So yeah. often when I'm in the car, I will go right to that list and put it on. Yeah, and we keep adding new things all the time on that. So keep it up. Yeah, that's great. Thanks so much, Eric. Yeah, thank you. Have a good one. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Cabin Cast. You can find details and more information in the show notes on our website at www.thecabincast.com. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you won't miss a single episode. Follow us on your favorite social media channels. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Cabincast. We'd also love to hear from you. We want to hear your getaway and cabin stories. For a chance to have your story featured on an upcoming episode, email us at getaway at thecabincast.com. Until next week, enjoy the journey.